It's Real Talk with Raylene Chalinor, foster care and adoption. Hi, welcome back. It's another Real Talk, and I'm your host, Raylene Chalinor. It's Real Talk with real people about foster care and adoption. And today, we have another treat for you. It's the one, the only, Amy Campos. She's back for round two because we just didn't get enough of her last time. (laughs) Hi, Amy. (laughs) Hey, Ray. How are you? I'm good. Before we get started, I want to do a little shout-out, a little thank you to the people that make this happen. First of all, to Arizona Shine and Producer Dave, because without them, we'd have no show. And to Prescott Realty, I want to say a big thank you to Journey Real Estate, to Jody Randolph with Creating Healthy Families Naturally, and to Lindsay and the gals over at Culture Salon. Thanks so much, you guys. All right, without further yakety yak, let's get back to Amy Campos. We're going to do some more real talk with her. Amy, we want to know. Now that you've done this fostering adoption wandering, I like to call it, instead of a journey because we don't know where we're ending up. <laughs> it is up. wandering for yes. sure. Uh-huh. What do you know about God now that you didn't know before? You know, um, I, I think I kind of knew it before that the Father's heart is for us to share his love with his children. Yeah. That is our main goal in life is to love people and to love them well. And throughout this journey in the word in James 1 27 he urges us to take care of the widows and the orphans and so here we are you know trying to do the best that we can to share love um, with these kiddos and give them a second chance you know because who knows where they would have ended up uh, had we not taken them in Mm -hmm. and I see the father's hall all over it every day Mm -hmm. Um, I have an opportunity to love them even when it's difficult even when we're going through the hard stuff that is the kind of love that God has for us Mm -hmm. and it just has I don't know it's just awakened me to to do the best that I can to be more and more like him and showing that kind of love what did you find out about yourself don't look at your cheat sheet. This no. is a f- off the cuff. No. What did you learn about yourself um, <laughs> more that you didn't know before? I think even uh, during the foster care courses, my husband and I, we would look over at each other on the regular and just say, we are not the best parents. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we are not doing a good job of this. And, and, but there was so much, there was so much learning that happened there. Um, <laughs> I definitely, I can be such a hot mess. I'm telling you, but it's the grace of God that gets me through every single day. Oh man, that is that is what I have learned. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay, if you had a do-over, all right, what would you do over, if anything? Even like just in the learning process, or yeah, you know, just all of that in the classes. Is there something that you would do over? I think the classes were pretty great. I think I may have listened. I would may listen a little bit harder in the classes mm-hmm. because they really, really do try to prepare you for what's about to come. Yes, a lot of the drama in foster care is the parents. Yeah, <laughs> um, and sometimes it's the kiddos because they've been impacted by the parents and their decisions right. and the way that things have happened and unfolded. The examples that were set for them before we took our kiddos in. But I definitely would set some better boundaries with the with the bio <laughs> with parents. the bio parents. Yeah, okay. our first parents they knew us. They knew who we were. Right. They had our phone numbers. They had our address. They knew where we lived all of that stuff. Um, and honestly, I, I really wish we hadn't gone there. 
Um, I learned that lesson. And then the second set, I did not let them know where I worked. And they didn't know anything. A few more boundaries. Yes, a few more boundaries. And then we returned Gage home. Mm -hmm. And then they found out, oh, my gosh, you're a radio radio DJ. And wow, oh, my gosh. So, um, but that ended up being good. Uh, They they were, you know, stable in the long run. Mm -hmm. But with the the next family, same thing. They only got to know my first name, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and that I love their kid, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, and so I, I really set those really tighter boundaries because, you know, with Michaela's parents, it was a lot more challenging. Um, yeah. There was a lot of emotional stuff. And, and when the parents' rights were severed, it was very hard. Everybody wants to keep contact. Yeah. Um, and we had to do what was best for our kiddos uh, mm-hmm. because of the emotional trauma of going back and forth and right. all of that. It was hard. Right. It was very hard on Michaela, especially. Mm-hmm. And as a foster and adoptive parent, it is your obligation, yeah. uh, and not only that, but it's your right to protect and advocate for your child. Yes. That's your, that is your uh, goal. That is your yeah. position. That's where you should and stand. And did you feel heard in that? Because I, I just had another conversation, actually, this morning with another, uh, a new foster mom. And she she's advocating, but she's not feeling heard. Did you guys feel... <laughs> It's it's hard. Sometimes I felt heard. Um, I talk a lot, <laughs> so I, I definitely pushed. I probably pushed the limits on a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I was very very active with all of the uh, the lawyers, the you know all of the caseworkers, the parent aides, everybody. Yeah. I talked to everyone. Yeah. Uh, and really, I became friends with them, and yeah. you know, did everything I could to be an advocate. And if my kid needed something, I pushed and pushed and pushed. And I'm sure every one of the caseworkers, if they're listening now, would be like, Oh yeah, she. Did, we you know her. that crazy lady <laughs> showing up and call I mean calls and emails and as a foster parent if yeah. you do decide to foster yourself mm-hmm. you have to push yourself because there's so many kids in so many cases I mean one one caseworker could have 45 right. kids Yes. That they are trying to, you know, and it's not, it's not just forty-five kids, but it's also all of their parents, all of their relatives. It's it's the lawyers, the judge, there, right. you know, therapists. All these people are involved. There's a big team of people yes. working for each kid, mm-hmm. so they have to stay in contact with all these people. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So I just try to be a support to them yes. and love on them, and in return, I got what I needed. I, I think mm-hmm. support kind of. Uh, dwindled as soon as we adopted our kiddos. So yes, I was everybody ask just kind of disappeared. Right. Post adoption, <laughs> do you feel kind of like you're on an oh, island, like totally navigating totally all by yourself? Yes, trying to support yeah. these kiddos who have been through trauma and right. you know with you know PTSD like mm-hmm. symptoms, uh, and on top of that, just behavioral, just major behavioral stuff. Yes, um, and so we still don't have a support group. Okay, <laughs> you know? I was going to ask you that. My yeah. next question yeah. was, who do you feel supported by? Yeah, our, our friends and family yeah. have been very supportive and very loving. And now it's just old hat because we, you know, our boys, we adopted them three years ago. Okay. So, and Michaela, she's just been part of our family from day one. Yes. You know, she, we, we met mom when she was pregnant. Right. <laughs> so you got to see her. Yeah. yeah. Tummy mommy. Tummy mommy. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. So, okay. So impart some wisdom now. We've got, we've got some new foster parents coming in. They're listening to the darling of the airwaves, Amy Campos, and you are going to tell them what? Like, what is what would some of your wisdom, your advice be to some um, of our newbies? 
I, I would definitely say that you need to really listen during foster care training if, mm-hmm. if you're in the process. Right. Um, Good advice. And know your family <laughs> uh, and what you need and what you can handle. I, I would say that there's no shame in saying, I can't adopt this child. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just too much for me in my mm-hmm. household. Uh, or, you know, um, take a chance. I mean, it, it can work in both areas, right. but it, it all comes in knowing your family mm-hmm. and, and what you guys can do, you know? Yeah. Also, <laughs> I would definitely say, take a break. <laughs> Take a break <laughs> while you're fostering. Take, get some respite. Well, exactly. Respite okay. care is so vital. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's just even go to a workout class. Okay. Uh, go do something for yourself. Mm-hmm. Go get a coffee with a friend. Have those moments of sanity mm-hmm. because I'm telling you right now, it's a lot. Yeah. It can be Have a lot some normalcy sometimes. Because, yes. 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 Meltdowns are coming. It's it's okay. Right. It's okay. You're not alone in this. There are. Yeah. Thousands and thousands of people in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> and in all over the world who are experiencing the same kind of things that you are. You are not alone. Yes. Did you have a like a, a foster mom or foster dad that were ahead of you guys in your fostering wandering that you could kind of talk these things through with? Or were you just kind of like treading water trying to survive? We met some people along the way. We did find a couple of couples who have taken in a a lot of kiddos. um, And that that has been like so very vital. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think I mentioned this earlier and I meant to in the last show Mm -hmm. um, that my husband and I, when we were 19 and we met, talked about wanting to foster and adopt. That's right. I remember that being And God story. brought that along, yeah. you know. Um, so it was always something that we wanted to do. We knew it. Um, and, you know, when it came time, we were so grateful for the people that came alongside us and helped uh, us once we realized what we got ourselves into. Yes. <laughs> she laughs. I do. You know, I mean, like I said, it hasn't been an easy journey. No. And, and our kiddos with their behavioral things, right. you know, we, we had some friends who stepped away. Mm-hmm. We've had friends who have come alongside because of okay. um, adoption. And you know what? The people who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind that's right our kiddos and yeah. come alongside us and support us in every way that they can mm-hmm. so okay <laughs> yeah let me ask you um your husband roger yes is he when you were fostering was was most of the daily just you know working with parent aides and therapists was that all you or did Roger come alongside and take some of that responsibility too or how did you guys work that out? He did the best that he could to yeah. be supportive um, but was working a full-time job so right. uh, he would I mean I was really amazed at how much he did try to show up mm-hmm. CFTs and court hearings and all of that yeah. he really really worked hard I, I did a lot of the work a bulk of the work because I only worked part-time mm-hmm. at the time so yeah. um, I'm so thankful man he's superhero yeah shout uh, out to Roger. Yes. Roger, we love you. He's the bestest. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> I think You're I'll keep him. stuck with him. Yeah, I think I'll keep him for a little while. <laughs> um, Amy, was there anything else before we kind of wrap up the show that you wanted to share with Real Talk listeners? Yes. Um, that you didn't get to? Yes. Okay, so one thing. Um, I'm so grateful to say that we still have Michaela's grandmother, mm-hmm. her biological grandmother, a part of her life. She is a wonderful woman, and Yay. I'm so grateful for Linda. Linda, uh, Yeah, so big shout you. out to her. Um, she has been such a solid uh, rock for Michaela. And 
she's she's just amazing. So big so shout great. out to Linda. Yay. Okay. Uh, and I also wanted to say that every single child deserves a family to kiss, mm. hug, and love them. Every single child deserves a place to come home to, yes. to celebrate with, to cry with, to do life with. And my husband and I don't have it all together. We don't have it all figured out. You can do this too. You yes. don't have to be perfect parents um, or perfect people for that matter. We love our children with all that we have. And as long as you can do that, you'll be just fine. Yeah. And uh, our doors are always open to our kiddos. No matter what, they will always have a home uh, with us, mm-hmm. no matter what. Uh, and I really hope that there are others who can, you know, take a, a jump, take a leap. Yes. Go for it. Step yes. out in faith. If you have space, mm-hmm. if you if you think you can do this, mm-hmm. and don't use that excuse, I don't know, I think I just love them too much and it'd be hard to send them home. You can set your own parameters. Yes. If you can't, you don't think that you could handle sending them home. There are children whose parents' rights have been severed who are waiting for yeah. someone to step up and and call them their family. Yes. So, yes. I'm just saying, <laughs> Amy, that is so great, and I just appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming in for taking the time for doing this. It's been my honor, my privilege, my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, and you're so right. You guys remember that when it comes to foster care and adoption, we can all do something because we can all pray. We can start by praying. Yep. Respite care. I mean, there's all kinds Absolutely. of things that you can do. There's so many ways help to get involved. Help a mama out. Yes. <laughs> help a mama out. Yes. Give so a mama a massage. Ways. I'm just saying. Absolutely. <laughs> Throw them a gift card. That's right. Take them to, some, take them to coffee. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Be a support. Just be a listening yes. ear. Be a listening ear. That's it. Yeah. So that's it for us. That's another Real Talk that we've come to the end of. I just want to say thank you again to my sponsors, you guys. I love and appreciate each one of you. You know who you are. Feel free to email me. It's a long one, but here we go. R-A-L-E-N-E underscore Challoner, C-H-A-L-L-I-N-O-R at sbcglobal.net. Or you can find me on Real Talk Prescott, my Facebook page. Okay, you guys, we just want to say again, thank you so much. Be praying about what the Lord has for you, either to open your home and heart to a kiddo or by praying for them daily, Lord. We just reach out to you now and we say thank you for each one of these listeners. Father, we know you have a place for each of these kiddos. We're just so grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, ladies, if you feel the need to truly connect with other women in our community, maybe the place is Culture Salon because it's all about the culture that makes each visit one that lifts your spirit. A salon on its own is just a building. It's what happens on the inside that counts. It's about so much more than just hair. Designer cuts, premium color, natural beaded row extensions, and more. Culture Salon, 1454 West Gurley, or call 928-830-1325. So what exactly are essential oils and what can they do for you? Well, they can play an important role in your family's health. We'd like to introduce you to Jody Randolph, developer of Creating Healthy Families Naturally. Jody is passionate about helping moms understand the importance of physical, emotional, and financial success with the use of doTERRA essential oils. Learn more about her weekly classes at jodyrandolph.com or call 928-899-7257. 